welcome everybody. My name is Bill Cox, and of course you may know me for host of uh, No Church Answers, and I am, <laughs> but I am doing just a little bit of moonlighting here uh, as we do an, yet another Men Matter segment, and we, we've done several of these in the past, but we took a little break for the summer, and now we're picking it back up, and uh, this is something that is really interesting and what I really like, and I totally appreciate that the producers of No Church Answers uh, let each of us do, is that we find a little point or ministry of interest. And we take a moment to highlight the ministry itself as well as the individuals behind it. And at this time, I'm going to go ahead and introduce to you uh, Mr. Perry Perry. Hi, Perry. Hey, how are you doing, Bill? I'm doing just fine. Real quick, uh, I have known you for a few years here at Sugarland Baptist, and I was aware that you had a ministry uh, called No Name Bikes. But um, before we get to that, let's just find out a little bit more about Perry Perry. Where did you, uh, where do you come from? Well, I grew up in Houston, uh, went to Poe Lanier Lamar back in uh, the late 50s, early 60s. As soon as I got out of high school, my parents were looking for a divorce, and so I joined the Army, went off to Korea, became a tanker, uh, came home to go to OCS. My uncle was a cop in Houston and suggested I apply for the police school. I thought, well, I could get killed in Vietnam or Houston, but more people <laughs> probably come to my funeral if I was in Houston. So I stayed in Houston, became an undercover vice narcotics cop, I was uh, not raised in a Christian family. I was married and divorced three times before I was 30. Cops don't have a good marital record. And uh, I was leaving my present wife, who I've now been married to for 52 years, when she got saved at First Baptist in Houston. And ultimately, I got saved, and uh, we put our marriage back together. And it's been kind of a roller coaster ride from there. I've got four sons, four grandchildren, and four grandchildren, and two great granddaughters. That is excellent. So, you went from having a uh, target on your back, uh, being a police officer, um, <coughs> now to being a married man with a bunch of children and grandchildren. That's correct. <laughs> Good for you. Now, let's uh, talk about uh, your ministry, No Name Bikes. How'd that, how'd that happen? Well, after, after my wife and I both became Christians, we sold our company. My partner didn't want to have anything to do with me. We were in business. What kind of a business were you in? We were in the security business. We had a company that had about 400 employees here at Houston. And uh, Anyway, we, uh, he didn't want to be in business with somebody who didn't drink and run around, so we sold our business to a company in England, uh, and uh, we moved to Wimberley, where we had a house, and uh, I got involved in things up there. I still had an office in uh, Longview, Texas. I was driving over there one Sunday, and I, and I was thinking to myself that I'm too old to be a Christian. Uh, God can't use me, can't do anything for me, and as I'm driving, I pass this little church, and they had a Sunday night service, and, you know, I couldn't make the turnaround, so I went on a turn on the radio, and lo and behold, here's the church, and they're preaching on Joshua 13.1, which is when God told Moses, I mean, he said, you're, you're, you're old, uh, but uh, we still got land for you to conquer. 
So uh, I, I made a decision that I'm going to get really active and get real busy. And you have to be very careful when you ask me something that you need because God has this awesome way of giving it to me. So uh, to begin with, I had, uh, uh, they, when we moved here, moved back from Houston in 20, 2011 from Austin, I had set up a software company in Austin. We moved back here. There was an article in the Chronicle that the prison unit out here in Richmond and Sugarland had fixed up 65 bicycles and they had about 100 kids show up. So they had a picture of a little kid who is uh, sitting on a bench and he didn't get a bike. So I said, well, that's just wrong. So I got a hold of the uh, people at the prison, had a meeting with them, took them to lunch, and I said, hey, you know, I'll get you some bikes. They said, well, great. How many? I said, 20. And I could tell that didn't really float their boat. So I said, now, oh, you met with the prison officials and, and you were going to give up, give them just 20 bikes, yes. just, just 20 bikes. Right. Okay. So they, they didn't look like 20 was really that big a deal. So I said, well, I'll go you one better. I'll get you a hundred. They said, oh, okay. Well, great. So this was just going to be a charity is how it was going to start out. More, uh, like more or less. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. So uh, I told him I'd get him a hundred, and I went home. My wife said, "Where are you going to get a hundred bikes?" I said, "I have no clue." And uh, so I started asking around, and uh, next thing I know, we had nine hundred bikes. And uh, the prison at that time, the warden. Where'd you Where'd you put them all? Oh, I had a warehouse in Pasadena. I had a warehouse at my office. I had my garage was full of them. Uh, anywhere we could store them. Uh, 900 bikes. I mean, there, there is a lot of bikes. But but the prison uh, would take them. So we, I begged, borrowed, and got people to give me a trailer and a truck and pickup trucks. And we took them out to the prison, as many of them as we could get. And the prison would fix them up, and they'd cannibalize them. So out of the 900, we probably got 650 usable ones. Which we okay, so you got bike parts, bike and, parts. Uh, bike parts and stuff. Okay. Now, about the time that I did that, and the word got out that I was looking for bikes, Steve Vance of this church asked me if I needed some bicycle parts. And I said, yes, of course, because the prison didn't have any parts. And he had gone to college with a guy with Huffy. So he had me talk to this guy, and I said, um, the guy said, you want some parts? I said, sure. Why not? And uh, when somebody says that to you, you're thinking you're going to get a box, you know, from FedEx and, it, you know, it's a box of parts. So about two weeks went by, the guy called me up and he said, uh, uh, I've got your parts. I said, well, that's wonderful. He said, when are you sending your, here's a very, very important word, trucks. So what kind, what kind of trucks? He said, you're going to need five 18-wheelers. We're in California. Well, all the, all the trucking companies wanted, you know, ten fifteen thousand dollars a oh, yeah. an eighteen wheeler to bring it in about fifty grand, right? And uh, so I managed to get a hold of a niece of mine who'd been married to one of the executives of uh, Union Pacific. Union Pacific carted them over here for ten thousand dollars total, twenty five hundred, I guess. And uh, we stored them in a rotary warehouse out in Pasadena. I had 168 pallets, pallets of parts. Uh, and it took us 
three, well over three years to get rid of those. We ended up, uh, of course, making a lot of bicycles, but we also made a lot of wheelchairs. We, we made wheelchairs in Guatemala. We made wheelchairs in uh, South Dakota uh, for charities, and so those parts got used all over everywhere. But now, okay, you said about the prisons. So, were the prisoners involved in the uh, uh, making of that? The prisoners, the prisoners at that time were allowed to were allowed to do the repair work okay so every year thereafter we got probably the first year was 900 we usually got about 600 covid came in we got about 400 now and we're probably down to about 300 i've I've got i looked out there just now i've got about 40 out there right now Okay, yeah. so and they're allowed to work on bicycles. No, and, the prison qu- the prison quit the process because the warden out there determined that WD forty and soap and water could be used as a as a weapon. So now I've had to go to different sources to find people who would actually take them, do the repair work, and give them away. Okay, yeah. now back when you could. Um, use the uh did you get to stay there with the uh, guys uh that uh, the prisoners that actually worked on the bikes or anything I'm, I'm just trying to see if that ministry how if that any kind of change in the people the prisoners that helped you, you know what i'm saying it would seem like it would be just filling of their spirit you, you know you know the, what i'm saying the prisoners had never the prisoners had never seen pictures of the kids getting bikes. And so I made books up for them mm-hmm. every time we did this and distributed them out to them. They had never seen pictures of little kids actually getting bikes. And okay. so uh, I don't know what happened to them. You know, the prisoners, once they got out, they're in the okay. care advance unit. But I don't know what happened to them, but I certainly had a lot of them tell me that that this had a profound effect on on what they thought. I would think so. And for those of you, is the Vance unit the one that's right next to the airport? Yes. That seems to me. No, 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 no. Or, that's the old central unit. No, the old the Vance, central. The Vance unit is uh, is out uh, right right there on Harwin. Okay. Yeah. Or Harlem. 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 Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But there used to be one right next to the airport. And I used to think that that was so cruel. I mean, you're, you're sitting, you're in the prison and you're looking at an airport. I mean, nothing you could want to do but to jump the fence and go get yourself a plane and get out of there. But, uh, you know, what really fascinates me about this is, you saw something. You asked for guidance. How did you actually start this? I mean, how? What was the spark? The the the, the really the moment that hit you to do to this, do this particular thing. I have this innate desire to utilize uh, products that, for one reason or another, will be thrown away. Uh, here are two pictures of fourteen hundred bicycles that are up in a mm-hmm. that are up in a. Uh, junkyard up in Livingston that a guy collected for me. Uh, here are, this is office furniture from an oil company that went broke. All of that all of that furniture, for example, which filled up a huge warehouse, 
went to Christian organizations, Christian schools, that kind of stuff. So people come to me for whatever reason, and they will bring things to me. If you remember uh, Cynthia Watts that was here years ago. The, our missions coordinator. Missions yes, I do remember her. Missions. Uh, Cynthia called me one morning and said, do I have any furniture? I said, only what's in my house. She said, I've got a, a woman who has three kids. They have a blanket and three pillows. And I said, I can't help you. About two hours later, my son, who is flipping houses in Houston, called and said, Dad, you need any furniture? There's a house out here off of 290. They moved out and they left everything, towels, sheets, pots and pans, you name it, it was there. And my 75-year-old friend and myself, or 70-year-olds at that time, went out there with a truck and we loaded it up. The, the two pieces we could have probably done without was a piano and one of those beds that make into, I mean, one of those couches that make into a bed. Right, hide a bed, yes. absolutely. Yeah. What do you see as the future of your bike program? Well, it's kind of taken a life of its own. Uh, I don't really have to do a lot with it. I was asked to do an interview for a magazine here a year or so ago and go into great detail about how we, uh, you know, how difficult it is. And it isn't difficult. It takes about three, four minutes of my time. It is, uh, it is uh, rather unnerving for me that somebody will call and have a desire. They'll need something. And within a day or so, somebody calls and gives it to me. So uh, I, the bicycle ministry, as far as I'm concerned, will continue uh, just like it is. It doesn't take a lot of effort. Uh, you know, we, we don't have an organization. That's why it's called No Name Bicycles. Uh, and it'll just continue doing what we're doing. And we'll give away bikes to kids as long as we can. Excellent. What I really like about these Men Matter programs uh, we really focus on grassroots people, and that's what I uh, that's what I consider you, and that's what really just cheers me up about this this thing. And as we come to the end, I would like you to uh, just give some encouragement about what has fulfilled you, or what maybe expected or unexpected that you have gotten from this journey with no name bicycles and and how you would like to or or if you would encourage or or not encourage someone uh, to take on a, a ministry like that well i think that i get asked that question a great deal about how did you get started and the the answer to that is i just got started i have uh i have a, a good minister friend of mine and we've discussed this issue he has two little old ladies out there. One of them goes out to the airport and takes tracks, uh, mission tracks, wraps them up in the toilet paper in the bathroom so that when people are unrolling the toilet paper, uh, they get a track. The other lady goes into adult bookstores and stuffs them down in the magazines. So it doesn't, it doesn't take a great deal of imagination or money to actually do anything. Everything I've ever done or given away, including about three million books, which is another story, uh, is uh, is all free. So it's just a matter of making yourself available and saying, hey, I, I see a need. And it, it could be as simple as just going next door and taking a loaf of bread or whatever. But it, it's very easy to do. And there's a website, perryperry.com. And it's different perries. It's P-E-A-R-Y, P-E-R-R-Y. 
Yeah, dot and, there, com. and there's a website Perry. for it too. And right. And uh, I was going to say I was going to bring some Perrier here, and in your honor, but uh, the where I stopped, they only have water o tap. So anyway, hey, my name is Bill Cox, and this has been a uh, a special Men Matter segment with Perry Perry of No Name Bikes. Thanks so much uh, for tuning in. 